Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. A devil walking amongst us. And of course... The devil is so genius, he can look just like us. He can look just like that neighbor down the street, the one with the wife and the two kids and the architectural firm in Manhattan, that guy. I am talking about none other than the alleged Long Island serial killer. Rex Hewerman, a very well-respected architect, now behind bars in the deaths of at least three, and I believe many more women connected uh, in time, in location, many of them sex workers, all of them daughters, mothers, Sisters, girlfriends, we've waited a long time for this day to come, for the Long Island serial killer to be unmasked, for the devil that he is. I'm Nancy Grace. This is Crime Stories. Thank you for being with us here at Fox Nation and Sirius XM 111. Take a listen to this. It is one of the most baffling serial murder cases in modern American history. Centered on this lonely stretch of sand on the south shore of Long Island, New York. Gilgo Beach, a small community with a big mystery on its hands. The bodies of 15 brutally murdered young women. And there seems to be a pattern. Many of them under 5 feet tall and less than 100 pounds. All dumped in the surrounding dunes over a period of 20 years. Uh, There's been some new developments in the Gilgo investigation. Last night, a little bit around 8.30 p.m., in the vicinity of 35th and 5th Avenue in the city, uh, members assigned to the Gilgo Beach Task Force uh, did place one individual under arrest. After years of searching and fear, years of true crime hobbyists and their theories, Rex, did you do it? It turned out the suspected Gilgo Beach killer was hiding in plain sight the whole time. 59-year-old Rex Hewerman, a suburban husband, father of two, and cops say, is a demon that walks among us. A predator that ruined families. If not for the members of this task force, 
he would still be on the streets today. You darn right. If not for this newly formed task force instituted by the new elected district attorney, this guy would still be walking free and I guarantee you would still be killing. And I've got facts to support that theory. You were just hearing our friends at Crime Watch Daily, WABC 7, and the Suffolk County Police Commissioner Rodney Harrison with me, an all-star panel. But first, I want to go to a special guest joining us, Anthony M. Carter. This is the Deputy Police Commissioner in Suffolk County. Deputy Commissioner, man, it's been a long time coming. I want to hear your reaction to the arrest of a prominent architect, a father, a husband. It's kind of hard to believe, but you guys have known for some time and keeping it on the down low. What was happening? Because you had intel. This guy was watching the police's every move. Yeah, it has. It's been uh, for over a year now, something that we've been working on, working on tirelessly. And it really, you know, it all began when Commissioner Harrison uh, took office here at the Suffolk County Police Department. And one of his top priorities was the Gilgo Beach investigation. And he had a vision as, you know, the former chief of detectives of the NYPD, former chief of department, and the experience that he had, uh, one of the things he knew is that we needed to get a fresh look at the case. And we needed to get our law enforcement partners involved. And so Commissioner Harrison created this task force, called it the Bil- Gilgo Beach Task Force. Mm-hmm. And it comprised of investigators from uh, the state police, the uh, the district attorney's office, and the sheriff's department. You know, you cut out on me right there for a second, but I think you said the FBI. And in the past, before the new regime, there was a lot of resistance to bringing in the FBI. But when you've got women dying, going missing, and now all these bodies turning up unsolved, hey, you know what? I'm happy for all the help I can get every single day. So I I just congratulate you and your commissioner, Harrison, on this arrest. And it was it was a joint effort. And, you know, I like that about you and your boss. You don't try to hog the limelight or say it's all about you. You really always give the credit to everyone involved. And, you know, standing by right now, Kristen Thorne is with me. Very well-known investigative reporter to ABC Channel 7 Eyewitness News, host of Hulu's new crime show, Missing. Kristen, it's great to have you, and you have stood by. You and I both have plotted around there at the beach, looking for clues, trying to find answers. Can you believe we finally got an arrest? And I got to tell you, Kristen, just in time, because this POS, technical legal term, was just caught on camera at a cell phone store paying in cash from what I can tell for more burner phone minutes. That's his M.O. You want to tell me this guy's out of business? O-H-E-L-L-N-O. He's still at it, Kristen. Yeah, Nancy, and I think that's what's really scary about this entire situation and why law enforcement decided it was time. Look, they wanted to have Maureen Brainerd Barnes included in this indictment, and she is absolutely mentioned in this indictment. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, hold on, lady. Back it up. You're going warp four before we can get there. There's so many bodies, but you often hear of the Gilgo Four. 
Correct me if I'm wrong, Kristen, but... You are correct. The Gilgo Four were all found in burlap bags, similarly bound, uh, naked, having been sex assaulted, which really links them together. Right now, this architect, this dad, this husband is charged with six counts, three murders, three felony murder charges, three second-degree murder charges on three victims. But it's a, just a matter of days, I believe, before he's charged with the fourth. Then we got to deal with all the other dead bodies. But you refer to a woman, um, um, Brainerd Barnes, Maureen Brainerd Barnes, age 25. He's the prime suspect, and she's number four in the Gilgo Four. Did I make that clear? Yes. Okay, go ahead. Yes, and so the the law enforcement knew that they had to get him now because they were worried about what he may do next what he was looking on his phone. I mean, creepy dude. Kristen, creepy dude. You know, my daughter and my son, they'll see, they're just 15, they'll see somebody and go, okay, that's a creepy dude. Right there. Tell us, Kristen, about this creepy dude going up to a woman in a park setting in the last couple of months and completely skeeving her out he was walking around and she was in the woods it's a nice wooded park in massapequa park and she was walking around and he as she says came up behind him and was asking about her boyfriend and you know he's a very big man six four hey what do you put him at uh anthony carter guys i'm speaking to anthony carter but he is the deputy police commissioner i mean i'm acting like i'm sitting here having a cup of coffee with this guy He's been on this from the get-go since he came in and they formed the new task force. How much does this guy weigh? What would you put him at, 240? Yeah, I mean, he's a he's a very large individual. I would definitely say, yeah, right around there, around that 240-pound mark. Uh, very just, very just an oversized, you know, very large man. And, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I know everybody's seen that YouTube video, you know, uh, and where he's towering over the, the person that's uh, conducting the interview with him. Yeah, nothing like that, Dr. Bethany Marshall. To make your first move on a lady to try to get a date is to sneak up behind her at a at a park and start asking about her boyfriend. It reminds me of Brian Koberger. Right. Because he, you know, the, the guy going on trial for the slay of four beautiful Idaho University students. Your tax refund belongs to you, not an identity thief. Over $6 billion in tax refunds were flagged by the IRS for possible identity theft in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. LifeLock monitors and alerts you to identity threats you may miss on your own, even if you're careful with your personal information. And if you do become the victim of tax-related identity fraud, LifeLock has U.S.-based restoration specialists ready to help solve your identity theft issues. Plus, all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package, meaning LifeLock will reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Let LifeLock help you protect your financial information so all you have to worry about is what to do with your tax refund. Go to LifeLock.com iHeart and save up to 25% your first year. That's 25% off at LifeLock.com slash iHeart. Identity theft protection starts here. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Don't let a bad mattress stand between you and a good night's sleep. Lisa Mattress can help. From memory foam mattresses that hug in all the right places to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer incredible comfort and support at every price point. Collectively, their mattresses have over 20,000 five-star reviews. Delivery is free, returns are easy, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your own home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress for being our partner. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Dr. Bethany Marshall with me, renowned psychoanalyst out of Beverly Hills at drbethanymarshall.com because he would go up, Koberger would go up to women at bars and go, hey, what's your home address and phone number? Of course, the women would run as if they had seen a monster rearing its ugly head. Like this guy. You go up to a woman in a park, sneak up behind her and go, hey, who's your boyfriend? I I would run. Nancy, what it tells me is that he was constantly trolling for victims. And as a part of trolling for victims, he had this whole list of questions. I mean, number one would be, hey, do you have a boyfriend? Who's your boyfriend? The the reason for that is who is he going to have to separate the woman from? Is Does she have family? Does she have people who's interested in her? And if so, it's going to make it more difficult to um, kidnap, sex assault her. Um, Secondly, he's looking for women who are quite short, who are petite, women he can easily handle, easily you know, kidnap and transport from one area to another. And then he he actually probably has many other aspects of his victim profile that are going to come out during the course of this investigation, especially as it pertains to his online searches. Um, maybe underage kids, twinks was one of the things I heard, you know, young. Uh, hi, well, wait, what was the last thing you said? Twinks. Uh, you need to tell everybody twink. what that means. Okay, a, a twink is a young man who looks very feminine usually underweight, very small, uh, and the old-fashioned word for them is twinks. So that was one of his um, victim profiles that he was looking for was these kinds of young men. Hey, guys, 
This includes you, Kristen Thorne, Toby Wilson, Todd Shipley, Joe Scott Morgan, Deputy Commissioner Carter, Dr. Bethany, John Ray, the lawyer for the family of Shannon Gilbert. She may not be connected to Huberman. We don't know that yet. But it's because of her that all of these bodies were found. She's dead. She was killed there on Long Island. And I believe if it hadn't been for her body being discovered, we may never have found the other bodies. That said, everybody jump in whenever you have a thought. But you hear Dr. Bethany Marshall correctly describing the fact of these Google searches we have just learned about. The police, of course, knew about it. With me, Todd Shipley, cybercrime expert, author of Investigating Internet Crimes. You can find him at darkintel.info. Todd, just follow up, please, with what Dr. Bethany just said about this guy's perverted Google searches. I'm sure you've seen them, right? Sure. I think what's important is the fact that that was available once they identified um, the suspect and they were able to go to Google and subpoena them because they did over 300 subpoenas early on. So there's a lot of information that we still don't know about yet. Um, but once they started looking at this guy, it was pretty evident that you know, he was the one because the searches were evident looking for information about the case. He was trying to find out what the law enforcement agencies knew about him and what they were divulging online and how much information was there. And he was doing, you know, his dating and and all the other things that go along with what was happening. So it was pretty apparent, you know, once they started looking at his searches, that this was a person of interest for for them. And it's pretty telling that there's that much information uh, about us when we start thinking about you know, evidence online and what we do. You know what? That's perfectly put. But if I were putting this to a jury, I'd say it's something more like blonde girl crying, being raped, black slave girl being raped. America's five most notorious old cases. Why hasn't Long Island serial killer been caught uh, why could law enforcement not trace calls made by Long Island serial killer? I mean, who would know to ask that particular question except for the Long Island serial killer? Exactly. I mean, when I would think about the Long Island serial killer, I would have so many thoughts, so many questions. But I, I didn't know at the time because people like Deputy Commissioner Anthony Carter kept it so secret, as he should have. I didn't know about the use of burner phones. Well, somebody did. This guy was looking up, why can't they trace his burner phones? No, I mean, that's specifically what they ended up doing. Because if you look at how they started to piece this together, which was brilliant by the agents that were involved they uh, and officers, they started to find those pieces. And they started to relate to, you know, proving the negative. Who was around um, those burner phones when they had the geolocation that they had from uh, 10 years ago? And so the fact they went back and looked at all that evidence and started to prove that the target was close by, you know, those same phone calls was a brilliant move to prove that he did it. And then they were able to go back after, you know, his phones himself and starting to look at what, what's there. Now, what's going to be interesting, too, is the digital evidence that they find in the search of his house. I can't wait to see what they found in his computer because that's going to be telling, too. Other searches and I. Uh I want to go to John Ray, the family lawyer for victim Shannon Gilbert. 
I know that Shannon's family has been tortured, especially when they see this guy's searches, which say things like um, blonde-haired girl, young, depressed, teen girl, oiled bodies, nude slave girls. I have to leave out some of this because even I wouldn't say it. Blank shot and crying porn, girl hogtied, torture porn, skinny redhead tied up porn, short fat girl tied up porn, tied up and raped porn, as Dr. Bethany pointed it out, Asian twink tied up porn, tied slave force fed, okay, I'm not going to finish that one, I mean, uh, teen girl begging for rape porn, pretty girl with bruised face porn, I my mouth feels filthy. I need to go wash it out with soap. This was what is on his Google searches. John Ray, now Shannon's family has to read this and only imagine what Shannon may have or the other victims put up with what they endured, what they lived through before they died. I want to vomit. I, I can play. Everybody does. I think this this uh, this monster, this giant monster who I characterize as Tyrannosaurus Rex uh, his image is now frozen in the minds of the Gilbert family. And I also represent Jessica Taylor's family. Uh, and the same, they had the same reaction. 20 year old Jessica Taylor also found there along the beach. Go ahead. Yeah. And, and the, the, the these families have this image now that, that's frozen in their mind that <clears throat> he is a killer I, there's no way to be sure that he had anything to do with Shannon Gilbert at this point. We're we're looking hard at that, but um, as we speak. But you know, just the image itself of what happened, and when you take what we do know of what happened to Shannon uh, that the night that or early morning that she disappeared, we know that she was uh, under a threat from somebody like him, either he himself or somebody like him, and uh, th- there is probably more than one of them. But uh, the, we're still very optimistic uh, now and, and delighted that uh, Ray Tierney, the district attorney, and, and Rodney Harrison, the police commissioner, finally made, put together the agencies that weren't working together so that this can be done. So we're looking forward. We, we think that there's a really good chance that Tyrannosaurus Rex killed uh, the others as well because he was a hunter. And hunters, uh, he was a proficient hunter. They have tools and they take apart their animals. So he's certainly capable of having dismembered these these others that are there. Um, So, of course. And, you know, another issue, Kristen Thorne joining me, investigative reporter, WABC, star of Hulu's true crime show, Missing. Kristen, just because he ran out of burlap bags, okay, that does not mean. He's not connected to all the other bodies. And I'm telling you, Kristen, there are more victims. There are more victims. You know, Nancy, I think what concerns me and what has kept me up at night the last few days since this happened is not necessarily, of course, the remains that are still left to the six other remains there along Ocean Parkway on Long Island. But it's the women we haven't heard about yet. Right. So in some of the cases I've covered in my show, I have some concerns and I do hope that they will be using some of the DNA evidence that they have mm. to look at some of mm-hmm. these uh, other women who have disappeared in the tri-state area, who I believe and their family believes were victims of violence. One in particular who was 
uh, worked in the same line of work as the other women. And so that's what concerns me. Who is out there, the women or anybody else? Because we haven't yet identified his profile, right? We know about the Gilgo Four, but we don't know who else he may have been interested in killing or where his interest, quote unquote, lie. Can I make a comment about that? Yeah, jump in, but I, I need to go to Anthony Carter mm-hmm. about what they're doing right now. Bethany, hold on just a moment. Deputy Commissioner Carter, I pray to God in heaven that this new task force, and I'm sure you're not going to tell me, is comparing his DNA to every other DNA that's been found in, let's just say, the tri-state area, because once these bodies were discovered, you know he found another dumping ground. All right. Comparing his DNA, looking at who else he's been calling on his many, many, many burner phones um, and figuring out where he was seen and that Chevy Avalanche, which I want to ask you, Deputy Commissioner, I happen to know that the Avalanche uh, discontinued manufacture in 2013. Yet here's an Avalanche parked outside his place, I believe a relative's place. An avalanche was seen at one of the victim's homes. Um, let me think. I believe it was Amber Costello. Long story short, I can go on and on and on about, wow, here's the avalanche parked outside his home, a few miles away from where the bodies are found, and a witness places an avalanche at one of the victim's homes. How come it took so long? But that is something for me to chew apart on another day. Just, I want to know that his DNA is being compared to other DNA, especially in that tri-state area. No, and, and that's a great, that's a great question. And the one thing that maybe some, uh, some out there may think that, you know, the arrest was made. We arrested, uh, this subject, uh, that the task force has, you know, concluded their investigation and we're just going to go ahead and just, Look at Rex. The, the investigation, the task force is going to remain intact and they are going to continue, uh, gathering evidence in both with Rex and the Gilgo Beach investigation is far from over. And okay. I'm going to take that as a yes. Even though you're not saying yes, I'm taking it as a yes. To say, to examine every piece of evidence. That's right, though. Absolutely. Speaking of every piece of evidence, let's take a look at it. We can talk about the MO that all the women were, many of them contacted on Craigslist. They were uh, sex workers. They were found dead in the same way. Physical similarities. All These four put in burlap bags. Uh, disposed of on a lonely stretch of beach about mm, 20 plus minutes away from his home at Massapequa Park. But what about the evidence, the hard evidence? Take a listen to our cut 3G, our friends at ABC7. Prosecutors say the smoking gun was a pizza crust. Police dug through Hewerman's trash, matching DNA from a partially eaten slice to previously unidentified hairs found on three of the Gilgo victims. Today, they booked Hewerman on murder charges, accused in the deaths of Melissa Bartholomew, Megan Waterman, and Amber Lynn Costello. And he's a prime suspect in the death of a fourth, Maureen Brainerd Barnes. Okay, let's talk about the hard DNA evidence. Evidence from a hair. One of those hairs was found at the bottom of one of the burlap bags that one of the victims were were discarded in. 
also apparently and correct me if i'm wrong jump on it kirsten thorne three victims had the defendant's wife's hair correct on them obviously a transfer from her to him and from him onto the victim so that's at least four pieces of dna that we know of then one of the victims was tied up with a leather belt hopefully maybe dna touch dna was taken off of that Am I missing any DNA, Kristen? No, that sounds okay. That is absolutely correct. But I, I would love to talk about the wife's hair. Sure, because I've got a f- professor of forensics with me and a f- forensic consultant specializing in DNA waiting to jump on this because this, this is going to get him in addition to all of the circumstantial evidence. Tell me, Kristen. Here's my, here's my question, and I would love to hear from you, Nancy, and from your experts. To me, finding the wife's hair on one victim would have been interesting. To find it on three, I'm trying to actually, you know, when you try to think, how does this happen? How does the wife's hair end up on each time? And again, I am not implying anything about her. I'm trying to actually go through how this happened. Does anybody have any thoughts on that? I've got a thought, but I'll bring in the experts. A transfer. Just like, um, okay, just a few minutes ago, right before we went to air, my co-worker, Sydney, handed me a big stack of papers to go through about three minutes before we started, and she leaned over me with her long blonde hair. And I turned. I guarantee you some piece of hair or some something brushed up against my jacket and it's there okay you know who loves talking about this joe scott morgan he loves what's your uh you have some quote you always start with why i okay i'll let you tell it joe scott morgan with me professor forensics jacksonville state university and i've got to tell you i've been to their crim pro building and facilities That's an incredible program, Joe Scott, Um, author of Blood Beneath My Feet and host of a hit series, Body Bags, with Joe Scott Morgan. Go ahead. No action. Doesn't leave a trace. What's the rest of that? (laughs) LeCarte's principle. Every contact leaves a trace, and it's... It is the cornerstone uh, that we work from in forensics, and it's it's that axiom is over a hundred years old, and it still applies. Tell it, Joe Scott, preach it, preach it, brother, <laughs> because this guy <laughs> is going down because of this DNA. And when I think yeah. of these computer searches and him acting right. out those horrible, horrible, evil computer searches, all of these ladies, to hell with him. Now I got to figure out a way to prove it. Hit it. Let me give you a hellscape here, and I think that it exists in that house. And and this is my Ooh. my supposition here. You know, um, we were speaking just a moment ago about the transfer of the wife's hair. You know, you you mentioned Sydney in the studio. What what's what space do you guys share? Probably on a daily basis when you're you're laying down sound. It's in that studio. Okay, so within that environment, uh, you you kind of coexist in that environment. I am very curious, Nancy, relative to the accused, were any of these victims brought back to this home? That's such a good idea, Joe Scott. Because remember, Joe Scott, many of these, and jump in, Anthony Carter, Deputy Commissioner, and Kristen Thorne, because you may know better than Joe Scott and I, many of these murders occurred while his wife was gone, and she has very distinct hair. She is Icelandic. 
So her DNA um, is going to be very identifiable. And this is mitochondrial DNA, which comes from your mother only. So anybody jump in with a thought, Bethany? I promise I'm circling back. This is this is Toby. First, first of all, um, the hair. I, I was a forensic hair examiner for a short time. Also, uh, the average person that has hair loses about a hundred hairs a, a day randomly. So the hair connection on on just the one victim would be coincident. Could be yelled called coincidence. On three victims, it becomes more of a pattern. But the locations of the hairs, because of that, if she rode in the avalanche, um, if it was on his clothing, if he took the, the any of the victims home, all those are reasonable explanations for where the hairs that the DNA was done on came from because of the fact that we lose hair so easily. Um, so that connection, you know, is, is more in, open to interpretation where you come from. It, it, it's very probable because he transported them or may have transported them in the avalanche that the hairs were, were on him or in that vehicle. And that's where the transfer occurred. Or if the, you know, if the burlap bags came from his home, they could have been transferred there. But hair transfers are, are a common thing. And, you know, there, it, 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 it makes it harder to interpret what's going on because of how common it is. But I, I agree with you. You're hearing Toby Wilson, forensic consultant specializing in DNA, serology, bloodstain at noslowforensic.com. Well, he's right, of course, Joe Scott Morgan. But three hairs, as Kristen Thorne pointed out, each one on a different victim. I want to explore your theory that these victims may have been taken to his home. I mean, when you've got three hairs on three different victims, the only thing the defense can do now is an OJ defense. It was planted. I mean, let me hear your theory, Joe Scott. Well, this is one thing that I'm very encouraged by and that these folks are doing uh, is that I saw these images on the news of the police, the investigators, uh, going in and out of that home. And Nancy, I hope they retain this place and take it down to the damn studs. Uh, that everything that they can harvest out of that environment from an evidentiary standpoint um, is going to be acquired. Uh, here's one more thing, and I'll be quiet. I don't want you to be quiet. I love everything you're saying. It's something that really sent a chill up my up my spine, and maybe it's, may, maybe it's a wild goose chase. But this one victim, I was looking... At this charging document uh, that's mentioned, the Maureen, uh, Miss Maureen uh, Brainerd Barnes. And one thing that kind of sent a chill up my spine was that this burner phone that the accused had, or that he is alleged to have had, had contacts with Maureen's phone 16 times, Nancy, over a period of time from July the 6th or July the 9th. Okay. They have her phone finally dropping off the face for a while. Uh, and there's like a, a couple of days lag in there. But then here's the chilling part. He apparently, the perpetrator, opened her phone up again and began to check her messages. Let me ask you something. Nancy, would you just blindly give without any kind of uh, fighting back? Would you give somebody the code to your cell phone to check your messages? I mean, I know I, w I wouldn't. I don't know about the f other folks on the panel, but how did he get that information from her in order to get in 
to her voicemail to check it if that is true what they're alleging and that to me is chilling that to me shows that he may have been in control of that person in particular about the rest of them i have no idea well all you've got to do is look at his google searches joe scott and figure and and i can tell you i mean he looks up a hog tying raping woman um obviously he is fixated on torture i mean dr bethany marshall you don't see that kind of google search every day and i've looked at plenty of people's computers and their searches no, absolutely not. And to frame our discussion, if you think of this guy as a combination of an obsessive sex addict who thrives off power and inflicting pain in order to enhance his sexual arousal, his victim profile is going to keep changing as he goes to more and more extreme types of pornography and more different types of victims in order to enhance his sexual arousal. So maybe he starts with someone within his own race, uh, an age mate, then he goes to a younger person, then a smaller person, then a bigger person, then a man, then a woman, then a child. And and so I think that the complication and why the, the, the investigation is going to have to focus so much on the data and the science is this guy is going to find anything in order to increase his sexual arousal and not just um, finding different victims, but stalking them, toying with them, perhaps taking them back to his house. You know, this is not a one and done kind of guy where maybe someone looks at pornography, masturbates, closes the computer. This is a guy who's going to get as much sexual satisfaction out of any one victim as possible. So it's multiple assaults against one victim over an extended period of time. Which goes back to Joe Scott Morgan's theory that some of the victims may have been taken to the home because an extended period of time assault probably would not take place in a vehicle, i.e. the Chevy Avalanche, but somewhere like a home or a motel room. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's crime stories possible. It's Lisa Mattress. Don't let a bad mattress stand between you and a good night's sleep. Lisa Mattress can help. From memory foam mattresses that hug in all the right places to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer incredible comfort and support at every price point. Collectively, their mattresses have over 20,000 five-star reviews. 
Delivery is free, returns are easy, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your own home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash nancy for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com forward slash nancy. Thanks, Lisa Mattress for being our partner. Big thank you to our partner in making today's program possible. It's Grand Canyon University. Grand Canyon University, a private Christian university in beautiful Phoenix, Arizona, believes we're endowed with certain unalienable rights to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And the American dream starts with purpose. GCU equips you to serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come. By honoring your career calling, you impact your family, your friends, and your community. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degree, GCU's online, on-campus, and hybrid learning environments are designed to help you achieve your unique academic, personal, and professional goals. Offering over 330 academic programs as of September 2023, GCU meets you where you are and provides you a path to help fulfill your dreams. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University, private Christian affordable. Visit gcu.edu. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Anthony Carter joining us, Deputy Police Commissioner. Deputy Commissioner, I don't know if you can comment on this, but can you describe how his DNA was obtained off a pizza crust? During surveillance, uh, you know, he was being observed uh, and there was an opportunity where he had discarded a, I guess, like a small personal pizza box into a garbage in the city. And our undercovers were able to retrieve that box. Um, And just to go back on on a point uh, to, you know, whether... Uh, you know, his home may have been involved in, in the location uh, of of the uh, the homicides. The one thing that we can say uh, was is that it's not a coincidence that his wife and family were away in three of the murders. Um, and we're taking, you know, like I said, uh, active investigation. We're at the home. I think somebody had mentioned on the call here that uh, we're taking the house, we should take the house. And, and I think that is the plan to, to, you know, get every piece of evidence uh, that we can possibly get while we're inside of that home. With me, Deputy Commissioner Anthony Carter from Suffolk County Police. I got to tell you something, Deputy Commissioner. I'm the first one to scream when police screw up an investigation because it hurts me as a former prosecutor and a crime victim myself. But I am so impressed with your surveillance of Hiraman, your identification of him. I know it's been a long time coming, but this is a fresh homicide task force. This is a whole new look because this case was ignored by prior administrations. You guys come in there like a barn on fire 
you find this guy, you surveil him, you relook at the evidence, then you catch him discarding a pizza crust and get his DNA, which matches up to other DNA. You get his wife's DNA. Uh, do we have any idea? Can you comment on how you did that, Deputy Commissioner? So same, uh, you know, same methodology in trying to obtain abandonment samples. Uh, you know, very similar fashion where we were able to uh, obtain uh, recycled cans uh, from their, lo- you know, from where they live. So that's how you got the wife's DNA. That's correct. Wow. There's so much. I hardly know which way to go. But let me understand something. Kristen Thorne, anybody on the panel that knows the answer to this, the way I'm reading the affidavit and other information, was this idiot actually traveling with a burner phone and his own private mobile phone together like Koberger? You know, you can see him traveling away from the crime scene. Did that happen? Does anybody know? Well, we know that they certainly, there are... They certainly track the burner phone's relationship and location near Massapequa Park, as well as his Midtown office. And they called that the box. They that was the four the point that they used to triangulate. Uh, although in that word it would be three sides, but the box would be four to really, uh, you know, pinpoint that his locations, where he was, where he lived, where he worked we're also coordinating with the hits from these burner phones. Okay, break that down to, to regular people talk. This is Todd. So I think what's significant is, is what she's saying and what they alleged in the court documents is that they found no instance where the suspect was in a separate location from the other cell phones when the communications occurred when he was talking to them from the burner phones. And so I think that's significant that they tied them together from those cell tower records that his phone was there and the burner phone was there and instances outside of the calls his phone you know was was not there so it's pretty significant okay that is entirely significant um to anthony carter deputy police commissioner what do you make of that theory so you know i think when we talk about some of the the locations that we talked about you know the burner phones versus his phone and trying to tie that all in I think it was, you know, it was challenging because we look, we're looking at an area of over 1,500 homes uh, that also included a portion of the Massapequa Preserve. And that also then opens up, which are hitting those cell towers, to people that may or may not even live in Massapequa, may or may not even live in Nassau County. So, I mean, that is one of the things behind uh, the exhaustive effort committed by the members of the task force to try to drill down and get the, the right information so that, and the right evidence uh, to you know move us forward in the case. Kristen Thorne, WABC Channel 7. What can you tell me about recent revelations of a storage unit search? So we know that there is an active investigation right now but on around a storage unit on Long Island. And for all we know, and we believe that it is connected to this investigation, you know, I think what they're going to be looking for, and I also noticed in the indictment, and we talk about his house and how they do need to and are going to tear apart that house. There were items missing from the victims. So jewelry, um, some pieces of clothing, those are things that would probably be familiar to the family, that the family told them she used to always wear this necklace, this bracelet, 
that's very common we find. And so those things were missing. And so those are the things that they're going to be looking for in the house and in this potential storage unit. This is rapidly developing, but for right now, a suspect in custody in the Long Island serial killings. We wait as the evidence unfolds. Goodbye, friend. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.